Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 85 of Speak On It. Uh, I am your host, Andy Ocean, as always, joined by whoa, the smoothest man on... Whoa, whoa, begin, whoa. Before, we, before I let you finish that, no, you cannot say episode 85 and not call this the Ocho Cinco episode. My Shout apologies. out to Ocho Cinco. All right, go ahead, my brother. I'm sorry, I need you. No, no, you're good. You're good. That is on me. I am a bit rusty. We have had some time off. Uh, we were off last week. It's been the holiday season. D, how was your your holiday? How was your Christmas? How was your week off last week? Man, ho, ho, ho. Uh, it was it was a pretty good Christmas. Uh, I was, you know what I'm saying? It was a little, a little okay, you know. I just spent it watching football, playing a little PS5. Uh, you know, opened up, opened up a few gifts. Uh Good week, man. It was it's a good week. Can't really complain. Uh, was watching a lot of uh, sports over the last couple of days. We definitely took a, a we took a vacation in the middle, right when the fantasy playoffs started, which is always interesting. But uh, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'm I'm happy to be back. It's I feel like today's going to be a funny day. Uh, I'm here, man. How are you? How was your Christmas? How was your vacation last week? How are you been, man? Oh man, I'm doing great. Uh, vacation last week. My wife and I went on a little bit of a trip. It was a blast. Had some good food. Got a chance to spend some time together. Christmas was great. Got to do the thing with the fam. I will say I'm very disappointed in one thing, though. Uh, every year for Christmas, I, I smoke um, a rib roast for my family. Uh, like I go, I get a nice rib roast, nice bone in, nice medium rare. And this year, my mother said, no, I don't want to do that this year. And I was like, are you kidding me? All you had, she doesn't like red meat, but still, like the I'll cut her off a piece at the end, throw it back on the grill, get it nice and however she likes it. But I was like, You're gonna rob the rest of our family of a grade A prime rib because you didn't want it because you want to go eat dinner with your sisters at noon. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me this? And mm-hmm. she was like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I was like, Cool. So, what I did, my wife and I, we got a nice god, it was almost a two pound bone in ribeye, and I made that for us. We split it. The best steaks I've ever made. One of the best. So, so you 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 have like a thing like you like. How do I say this? You can I say it. It's okay. We haven't had a pause in a very long time. You like smoking meat. <laughs> I do. I really do, and I like smoking meat so much that for Thanksgiving, I bought for those who smoke. I bought um a Weber Smoky Mountain. I found um. I had to found it. I had to feed a lot of people, and I didn't. I've wanted the smoker for a very long time, but again, it's only my wife and I. There's no justification to buy a smoker that can smoke a 20 pound turkey. But this year, I had to smoke a 20 pound turkey, so I was able to parlay that into uh, a grill that I've always wanted. So yes, I enjoy. I'm going to use it for New Year's. Hopefully, I'm going to smoke some chicken wings, and it's going to be a great time. What What got you in? Like, how did you start? What 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 got you into the the fine delicacies of really grilling and smoking meats? Pause. I bought my first grill. My wife and I. Um, we bought our home. Like we live in an apartment. You can't have a grill in an apartment because of the smoke. So we bought a home. First thing I bought myself was just a good old fashioned Weber kettle. And then from there, I just started like, you know, the usual burgers and dogs. Like, oh, what else can I do on this thing? And that's kind of where it all started, like smoking meats and then buying an array of grills to do the things that I enjoy doing. So that's where it because all started. I, I've been thinking about maybe looking into, into living in a home, whether it's renting or hopefully buying when the time's right. 
And I'm thinking like one of the first purchases I might get actually might be a, a grill. And just, just because like, cause you know, you know, in our community, the fish fries and the cookouts during the summertime, that's, that's where we live. So that's I just where feel we live. like if I, if I get a grill and I really start working on my chef hand now, when I go back to Virginia and really be with the fam, I can, can be like, listen, your boy kind of knows something. Cause you know, my grandmother, she, she's really good with like baked potatoes, uh, baked beans, frying fish, loves salad. She makes great devil eggs. She's just a great cook. And so she's been teaching me some things, but I've also felt like I got to put my own chef hand on things. I don't know. I don't really eat a lot of, uh, of pork, but mm -hmm. you know, here I will dabble in it. I'll dabble in the swine. I might, I don't really eat a lot of beef, but I'll dabble in the kettle, the cattle to, you know, get, you know, for a burger or some ribs, a steak, I'm, you know, it might be time for me to get a grill and really get on my P's and Q's, you know what I'm saying? I will say the respect you get, like once you earn, like my wife's family, like I make the turkey every year, like the amount of respect I get on Thanksgiving day, like they will clean the whole kitchen. Just like if I need the kitchen to prep, like I was at their house this year to make the turkey dog. She had all this food on the counter and she threw that shit on the ground. She's like, yo, clear this counter. You got to make this turkey for us. Like you are treated like a, oh. you, it, it's like D one Rick wow. Patino taking you into the brothel. Like, Hey, this is what's here. If you come to Louisville. So you're saying the day I really get on my P's and Q's with the, with the meats and learning how to make them, that my girl and her family, they gonna respect me on a whole new level? The family as a whole, like my family too, like my immediate family. Like when I say like, we wanna get together for food and I'm like, yo, okay, I'm gonna make some chicken wings, dog. I can be late, I can be, it don't matter. Okay. I'm in charge of the protein, y'all move to the beat of my drum. Okay. And it is like what it I, is. I like where this is going. I, 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 think it's, I think it's definitely time for me to really get into my my, my meat smoking like because I, I just feel like look listen the things that us men do when we're bored like we 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 can do a lot of great things like yeah there, there needs to be like a real deep dive ted talk study into men when they are bored because i'm gonna tell you there are a few things that men do when they're bored top of that list is cheat um oh, <laughs> top of that list is cheat Second, the second on that list definitely is watching sports and yep. drinking. Third has to be grilling, drinking beers. Fourth, probably hitting strip clubs and or bars. You know what? Speaking of strip clubs, Gator J, what's up, boss? Thank you for those beautiful photos. Oh, wow. Gator out here smoking. All right, Gator. Gator, what, uh, that looks like a, a, an offset. What offset do you, you use, first of all? Second of all? This, I was thinking about strip clubs the other day, and this is complete random. When I was young, and if I, I'm sorry if I've been on talk, but this is crazy. You mentioned strip no, you're clubs. Good. You're good. When I was in college, I used to go to strip club all the time with my friends. And then I was home one holiday season, and I was talking to my uncle like I lived in the beach. And I was like, yo, we go to a strip club. We'd have fun. And he looked at me, and he said, why do you go to a club, throw money at a woman to get you all hot and bothered, and then she leaves you alone? I've never been to a strip club since. Yeah, these, these supermen out here. Yes, we know they're not going to fuck us, but I still want to go. <laughs> he looked me dead in the eye and said, 
Why are you throwing money at a woman to get you hot and bothered, and then she gonna walk away? You pay. She's. Listen, you might as well just go pay for the real back thing. To the line I once heard about this. This dude once said, "Yo, once I, I he said I stopped watching porn when someone asked me why do you watch uh why do you want to watch another man get some box? I ain't watching porn." <laughs> And I was like, all right, listen, y'all can be Superman all you want, but I'm still going to go and watch my porn, okay? I'm still going to go do that. And listen, you can be a Superman all you want, and shout out to all you Supermen out here. But sometimes, instead of going to the bar and looking at the same ragtag women, doing the same ragtag things, and, and fucking around and waste time and money buying one of these women a drink, let me just go over to the strip club and, and throw a few dollars at Tata Licious and support her dreams of one day becoming a pharmacist. <laughs> yo, yo. If she oh. want to throw around that pole to one day become a pharmacist or a CPA or an accountant or some more of that. More power to her. Well, more power to you. Here's a 20, here's a five, and then here's a one. <laughs> Like, dog, that ruined strip clubs for me forever. Like, he said that to me like I was a moron. And I was nah, like, damn. Yeah, I'm glad he said it to you, because me and him would have had a, a long discourse. I'd have been like, hey, yo, dog, so what is your beef with ass being shaken in your face? You got to you you throw a few dollars? You got to you know, you throw a few dollars? You know what? I'm going to go, when I see him, again, I'm, gonna, I'm like, you know that conversation we had 15 years ago? I got a rebuttal. Yeah. Like, what is your problem with ass being shaken in your face? Would, would, would you prefer the alternate? No ass being shaken in your face. Now you just got dollars in your pocket and no ass being shaken. Look like, come on, man. Uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's a, that, is a, in a, that is an astute rebuttal. Uh, so today we're going to talk about, uh, we have a lot of NFL to talk about. We've been off for two weeks. We're going to focus on the week that just passed. We're going to talk about Nathaniel Hackett getting the boot and all these coaches getting all this money to get to walk away. We're going to talk about the game last night. We'll talk about terrible divisions, NBA Christmas games. And then, as always, we're going to talk our fantasy talk. And let me tell you, I have a lot of stuff to pop off about tonight because yours truly has found his way from the sixth seed to the championship game in our Dynasty League. So we'll get there in a second. Gator J, what kind of offset Oklahoma Joe do you have? Because I've been looking at Oklahoma Joe's because I want an offset smoker. Let's go to week, was it 16 in the NFL has already, God, we're almost done. We're almost, oh, we got, man. we got two weeks left. It, and we got the like it was like yesterday we did our division uh, breakdown. Now we done went through the entire fantasy football regular season, 14 weeks of that plus the yep. 14, obviously that's the 14 regular weeks of the NFL. And now we're in the last two weeks of the season. Crazy. Which is crazy. What is time? So yeah. last Thursday we start off in New York as the Jets. The Jets were stunned by Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who 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 have caught fire. And if they win the rest of their season, if they win the final two games, they will win the AFC South. Uh, then on Saturday and Sunday we saw the Bills clinch the AFC East in Chicago. A very interesting game. Uh, Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. We talked about them two weeks ago. Uh, they beat the Lions. The Eagles game against Dallas was extremely tight. We want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the San Francisco clinched NFC West by beating the Washington racial slurs. Uh, Chiefs win the AFC West for the seventh year in a row. And the Rams and Baker Mayfield dropped 51 of them things. 51 of them things on the Broncos. And then the Texans finally get over the hump and win a game and, and stun the Titans. 
What are your two biggest t- takeaways from week 16, D? Okay. Two biggest takeaways from week 16. Takeaway number one. Um, the NFL on Christmas Day, listen, I, I love y'all. I respect the NFL. But there's only one king on Christmas Day, and that is the NBA. Respect yes. me speaking. That's, that's my one takeaway. My second takeaway, don't let, don't let the Green Bay Packers get hot. Don't let the Green Bay Packers get hot. They're looking like a team that's about to lose in the NFC Championship game. Don't let them get hot. <laughs> Don't let them get hot. It looks like they're gonna get everyone worked up to make an NFC Championship game and get blown the fuck out. That's a that's a that's a regular Packers season. Don't let them get hot. Oh man, I, I think going going into that, I don't know. I'm stuck between have the Packers figured it out or are other teams just pissing down their leg? Golden opportunities, maybe a little bit of both. I look at the Packers, they've been playing better football over the last three or four weeks, but it hasn't been the best football, but they've been finding ways to win games. And this is the NFL. There's no style points. You either win or you lose, right? Yep. It doesn't matter. You either win or you lose. So, listen, I mean, as long as this team continues to win, we got two games left, home games, one against the Vikings, who their record in that team don't match up. They do. Not I think match. like if you watch the Vikings play and you look at their record, you're saying, "Oh, this team's dangerous." And then you watch them play and you say, "There's no way this team has over eight wins." Like, and one of those like, wins came against the Fighting Jeff Saturdays, and it took the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL, NFL history to beat the Fighting Jeff Saturdays. Y'all were down thirty-three no oh, and still found a way to win that game. Oh, man, Jeff Saturday. You're lucky we didn't pod last week. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at it, and it's like, yo, all of the, the Vikings games, uh, like all the games they won have been one-score games. Every yeah. single one. Now I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, every game that y'all lost, y'all got beat down. Like it wasn't close from start to finish. So what does that tell me? Y'all cannot – y'all really can't make any comebacks. Unless it's against the fighting Jeff Saturdays. If you play a real football team that that is competent, it's oh, it's a wrap for y'all if it gets to a certain number. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. Also, another another takeaway I have, uh, and I guess you know, my maybe maybe it's like takeaway two point five. I know there's the Eagles that everyone's hype on. I know there's the Cowboys that everyone's hype on. I'm still very confused on what the I don't I'm very confused on the 49ers, right? Either yes. this 49ers team is like pretty darn good and they're about to do something, or these guys are frauds in the making. You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it gonna be? Like, part of me really thinks all it's gonna take is these guys having to play someone that's actually good and not shitting all over themselves. I, I think that, mm, I'll wait till I see him lose. I don't think the 49ers are all that, though. So to that, I agree with you. I was actually back to the steak store with my wife. I was at the butcher buying the steak. I had on an Eagles hat. Guy, I was like, oh, you know, we're the real threat. And he was a 49ers fan. And I looked him dead in the face like, dog, ain't nobody scared of you. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be afraid of. But Holmes hung like 48 on you, a competent offense. Like I get it. It's it's, it's put points up on his defense. Like 
it's the best defense in the league. I get it. Fred Warner's that dude. Uh, Bosa, like the D line is nasty. But if you got to travel, like if we're talking about them traveling to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game, I'm not scared at all. Like I, I get it. I get Cal Shanahan, run coordinator, all that other stuff. But uh, for me, my first point, my first big takeaway is whoever wins the AFC, whoever gets the one seed in the AFC is going to go to the Super Bowl because the AFC is going to be rigid. If the playoffs started today, the Dolphins would be at Arrowhead, which with Tua being out doesn't sound as scary. But the Chargers would have to go to Cincinnati, and then the Ravens would be in Jacksonville. Someone's going to take somebody else out. Like the Bengals or the Chiefs, whoever doesn't get the one seed between the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, one of those teams is going to take one of those two teams out. It's going to be a dogfight to get to the the AFC Championship game. You're saying – Whoever the one seed is has to deal with the winner of Jacksonville, Baltimore, more than likely. Whoever the yeah. two seed is has to deal with more than likely what? The Miami, Chargers. Miami, San, San Diego. Miami, the Chargers. And then you would have to figure out either you're playing the Bills or, or the, the Bengals. Chiefs or the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. That is so that, Yeah. That, like, whoever, whoever get, and then you got to travel to either Buffalo or Arrowhead for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So like whoever gets that one slide in the AFC is going to the Super Bowl. The AFC is a gauntlet. My second point, I told you guys two weeks ago, the Carolina Panthers are going to win the NFC South, and they're going to host the Dallas Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. They have to beat Tampa Bay this week, and then I believe they play the Falcons' last game of the year. Carolina Panthers will win the <laughs> NFC South and they will host the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game. And anything goes. I'm not saying Dallas will lose. I will say to the Dallas Eagles game, I know Cowboys fans feel excited. And my question is, what the hell are you excited about? I think if you're a Dallas fan, you're excited about the fact that this team is finding ways to win uh, close games. You can, mm-hmm. you can see offensively, this Dallas team is pretty good defensively they're obviously they have a lot of good playmakers i would say over the last two or three weeks i would say the dallas defense has kind of fallen off some i it took a fluke a third fan, and 30 granted you completed the pass right like let's not take away Dak was a perfect he was 28 for 28 against zone that's on jonathan gannon but you needed third and 30, a prayer to T.Y. Hilton to be Gardner Minshew. All right, man, I'm telling you right now, if you come to Philadelphia, Jalen's going to hang 50 and walk your bitch ass back home to Dallas. Mm, now they got to be bitch asses. They not re- they're not regular ass. They bitch asses. Jalen is going to drop 50 on that defense and send them boys home calling Sean Payton like Draymond called Kevin Durant after they lost. It's funny because I don't even – I'm not – I think yet Sunday, Saturday, Saturday kind of showed me I, – I don't know if they would – I don't know if the Eagles would blow them out completely, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on – I see where you're coming from because I'm not too far from you. Like, yo, y'all needed – y'all needed an interesting game versus Gardner Minshew to beat the Eagles at home. Now, granted, Dak, Dak was kind of playing for the other team for a little bit until he kind of figured yeah. out he has a star on his helmet and then – but four turnovers, four like Jalen takes care of the ball 
better than and granted two of those picks like they just ripped it from quest Watkins. that was great corner play from like from curse and the other guy like, that was just great you just ripped it from from digs other one was a fumble from miles that recovered and then i forgot i think the last one was another pick by gardner so like Jalen's not going to give you the ball four times well you can hope you have to hope Jalen not going to give you the ball four times well we, see we say that and then like the most random the most That's fair it, we, the random fumbles happen. The snap hits the center in the ass, and now the ball is just sitting there for like five seconds before someone jumps on it. And you're just that's like, fair. oh, that's what we're doing? Okay, guys, well, <laughs> can't coach anything about that. Well, well, let me let me walk that back. I am very confident that the Eagles will beat Dallas if we meet them. If they don't lose to the Panthers in the first round and they have to come to Philly, I am very confident. So you're very, but, com- you're very confident that Tom Brady is going to lose this week versus the Panthers. They, they need that to happen. They need that to happen. I'm just think about Tom, and it's very frustrating, right? Tom can be ass for three and a half quarters, and then the last six minutes, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the best to ever do it." Like he did it this week. If if I'm Carolina, and I can, I don't know how you do it, right? I guess Sam Darnold is a, is a new man. If you can find a way to get up like ten points, two scores, make it a two possession game. With like four minutes left in the fourth, I think you can do it. Yo, ring, ring. The Saints and the fucking Cardinals would like a call to say, hey, dog, you can be up 10 in the fourth, and it still don't matter. I know. I just want to see Dallas lose to Carolina in the playoffs. I hear you, Gator J. Stop it. Tampa beats Carolina, then it's over. I know. And if your objective is for the NFC South winner to beat – Cowboys, you best hope it's Brady playing. That is Tom. Yeah. Well, let me let me stop talking my trash. Week one was the only time this year the Bucks looked like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. That's fair. And guess who they played to open the season? Dallas. I will say for the Eagles, beat the Saints this week because God knows we got enough injuries now. We can't. We can't. Week seven. Week eighteen against the Giants can't mean something. If so, we're in a world of hurt. D. So I'm looking. So I want to go back to our 49ers point, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we all know the 49ers, they opened the season with a loss to the Bears. Yep. And they beat the, then they beat the Seahawks. And then they lost the nastiest game ever to Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And I bet you looking back on it, that's the game they're probably like, dog, we could be fighting for a number one seed. Yeah. Bullshit. So then, you know, they beat the 49ers. We expect that. They beat the Panthers. We expect that. Then they got drugged by the Falcons 28-14. to 14. I think we remember that game. Yep. I remember that game because it was in Atlanta. It was in Atlanta. Very next week, they had to go home, and Patrick Mahomes put 44 on their heads. And yep. now, since that game, they haven't lost, right? Right. Let me, let's me let go through the teams that they played. Yep. They played the Rams again. Trash. Now we say, okay, that's ugh, we don't know if that's a quality win. They beat the 49. I mean, they beat the Chargers. Okay. But if you watch enough of the Chargers game, the Chargers can't run the ball consistently. They 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 struggle to score points. 22 to 16 was was the final result. Okay. Okay. They beat up on the Cardinals. We expect that. They beat up on the Saints. We expect that. They then play the Dolphins. We watched that game. Yeah. 33 to 17. Okay. So there's a Win. It's a quality win. At the time, that was a quality yeah, win. Quality win. Very next game, that was a couple weeks ago. They played the Buccaneers. That was thirty-five to seven. And then mm-hmm. last Thursday, we saw the uh, uh, the Thursday night game versus the Seahawks, where they only won by eight. 
came back last week to beat up on the Commanders 20 to 37. Now this uh, upcoming week Sunday they play the Ford they play the Raiders in Vegas and then they end the season with uh, the Cardinals in um, in San Francisco or Santa Clara. Tell me the so, quality win. Tell me what I should be afraid of. I'm looking. I'm with you. I'm looking at it's like okay, your your best your best wins are against the Dolphins and Chargers, maybe. When the one time you played a team that had an offense, you lost. 44 to 23. Okay. On your head. But I think Bosa was hurt that game. I know he had some, he was out a little bit this season, but that doesn't change the narrative. D. Bosa's changing the outcome? Okay. Yeah, he changed. He was at a rally. He was at a rally that week. Um, What's the most embarrassing loss of the week and why is it the Denver Broncos? Oh, thank you. We don't have to. We don't have that. We both agree that the Denver Broncos easily the nastiest loss of the week, right? Uh, Hold on. Keep going. Keep going. Denver. This is why it's this is why it was y'all. I think a couple weeks ago, if y'all remembered, I came in here and said Denver's defense has no peer in this league. Denver's defense is the clear equivalent. They have no peer. It is them. If they had an offense, this team would be a Super Bowl contender. Hey man, you know the one thing about defenses is eventually they gotta break. Eventually, eventually it breaks. Eventually, at some point, the defense looks at the offense and says, Hey dog, we just need you to go the length of the field and score points. All season, if you've been watching the L.A. Rams, you're saying, dog, this team struggles to score points. Really struggles to score points. Really struggles. Like, it's nasty. You got Baker Mayfield. You got you got Baker Mayfield at the helm. So you already know it's going to be a, a struggle to score points. This team, the Denver Broncos, 51 points. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury and our listeners of this great podcast, as well as all the fellow podcast hosts going for two network. I want to let you know that in the National Football League, if you let a team score 50 points and you also don't equal that 50 or at least put up 45, someone's getting fired. I have yet to see someone get 50 put up on them and someone not get fired the week after if the offense didn't show up as well. That's a good rule it's, of thumb. It's it's almost it's almost a guarantee. The it's like I want to say it's almost damn near a guarantee. If your defense gives up fifty and y'all don't make that game competitive, someone's getting fired. Nathaniel Hackett, we will be seeing you. I know we're about to talk about that, but at what point, yo? I think. Listen, it was one thing when the offense is bad, but the defense was keeping you in every game, so all the the scores were respectable. 13 to 17, mm-hmm. 24 to 21, 24 to 17. When you lose 14 to 51, all right, dog. You got to go. You didn't you get us Aaron Rodgers and you suck at your job. Oh man, and we're going to talk we're going to talk about that when we really get into the firing of Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he screwed over the Denver Broncos a little bit more than we want to care to recognize. I want to let y'all know Aaron Rodgers uh, pushed the Denver Broncos franchise back at least five years. At least five years. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. For me, the most embarrassing loss is the Las Vegas Raiders. They had, at the end of the fourth quarter, they, the, according to ESPN's probability chart, they had an 80% chance of winning that game towards the end of the fourth quarter. Josh McDaniels, it's the easiest math on earth. If it's cold weather, 
just give it to Josh Jacobs. That's all you got to do. I don't know this idea of giving it to Derek Carr and letting him throw it all over frigid weather. Dog, just give it to Josh Jacobs. And a lot of fantasy owners would have been happy too. But for me, it's it's the Raiders. I watched most of that game. Kenny Pickett in the Steelers. Offense could do absolutely nothing. Your defense hung in there and got a couple of weird interceptions from, from Carr. For me, it's the Raiders. You pissed your season away because you got too cute. I'd love to shift gears and talk about Nathaniel Hackett, though, because, as you said, uh, it was announced uh, yesterday that he had gotten the boot uh, after his defense gave up 51 to Baker Mayfield in the Los Angeles Rams. Um, only have four year wins this year. Uh, he's being paid leave, which sounds like a great deal. And, and that leads to a, a bigger problem that's going on in the NFL and in college. It's that the hiring and firing of head coaches – and there's all this dead money or these buyouts on these contracts to get these coaches to go away. Um, do you think this is becoming a bigger issue in sports or, or is getting fired? Uh-oh, someone has an opinion. Or is getting paid to go away the new way? Um, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start as, a, as a – take the first angle from a coach. As a coach, getting paid – to go away, Hall of Fame generational ski mask money. Hall of Fame generational ski mask money. I, I'm sitting here wondering how, how I can do something similar because that's incredible. Pay me millions to just leave y'all the fuck alone because I was so terrible at my job. Oh, that's a that's the American dream. Yes, the, the American dream. Okay, I'm serious. No, this is becoming an issue though. This is. Is it, I think it's an, a bigger issue for owners because they're the ones who got to come out of pocket and pay this shit. I feel like uh, in the case of the Denver Broncos, right, you hired Nathaniel Hackett because he's been the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator for the reigning two-time league MVP, who at the time was maybe a little disgruntled with his franchise. And you were thinking that, hey, if we can get his quarterback coach and his OC, should be able to get the quarterback to come too. News fucking flash, Denver Broncos. This is why you get the player first, and then you get the coach, and not the other way around. Because you know what you did? When my man decided he wanted to actually stay put in Green Bay, you were stuck with a coach that you were eh, on because you were sure that he would would bring the quarterback. and And if he brought the quarterback, you guys would be all right. You'd have a better chance. He decided he didn't want to go. We all know he stays in Green Bay, has had an up and down year, but Aaron Rodgers is he's still in contention to play in the playoffs, albeit may need some help, but he still has a chance. Now you look at Nathaniel Hackett, who then had to look at his quarterback, Russell Wilson, and say, Hey, this is my offense. What do you like to do? How can we mesh this? The problem was Nathaniel Hackett didn't know that he got stuck with one of the most selfish. I don't care about what the rest of this team wants to do. I'm going to play my way quarterbacks probably in the league. And now you're sitting on a ticking time bomb because you gave them 200 million. You can't move them. Nobody wants to take on that contract. So either you're going to have to figure out a way to make this work, or you're going to cut Russell Wilson. You're going to continue to pay him for a while. This is the definition of setting a franchise back years 
Aaron Rodgers set the Denver Broncos franchise back five to six years. And to all you bitch-ass Broncos fans who was in my fucking mentions during the summertime telling me, how does fucking hell look you sorry sons of bitches y'all are in fucking hell for the foreseeable future i want y'all to watch ever watch the sidelines every time the camera pans to russell wilson he's talking to his team Look at the body language, dog. The receivers don't want to hear it. The O-line don't want to hear it. His own defense cussing him out. Coach don't even want to look you in the eyes as you come back. Russ, you're a God-fearing man, so I'm respect. I'm going to just say, dog, your time is up. And never take a quarterback whose last name is Wilson. They never pan out. Talking Ooh. to you, Jack Wilson. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. Um, I don't think it's a problem, as the as the streets say. It's only tricking if you got it. Uh, I was reading up on Matt Rule's salary earlier. The Panthers oh, paid him at owe him $34 million still, but his job at Nebraska, there's a clause in his contract that says that the salary he'd make at his next job would offset some of the salary that the Panthers owed him, which is stupid. But um, no, I have no problem with it, like you said. So what is that? Because that means that. So the Panthers I mean, might they, only owe him like six million now, because he got because, eight years, seventy-two million at Nebraska. Damn. So this is my thing. How do they keep giving these eight years, seventy-two? So you're gonna, so you're gonna financially tie yourself to someone who, whose best track record was okay. All right. Temple no. Baylor. I get it. I get it. But when he left, there was no NIL deal, and now he came back. There's, there's like NIL now. Who the fuck wants to uh, – what NIL money are you offering someone to come play in Nebraska that they couldn't get at any other school in the Big Ten? Yo, did you hear that foolishness? Yeah. I heard what he was saying. Yo, and that's another thing. Coaches, if your name's not Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, or maybe like two others, please stop with the, I want guys who want to come here and play and be a part of a family. Forget the NIL. We can pay you as much as we can, but we want guys who want to be part of it. Hey, yo, dog, you're not Nick Saban. You're not Ryan Day. You're not Dion. There's only a certain number of y'all where I get it. Your, your brand as a coach, you put too many people in the NFL for me to say your brand is ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of you other coaches, you need to be going to your donors and saying, hey, please, please pay this man as much as he can as you can. The, the the college coach that embraces the NIL the same way that John Calipari embraced the one-and-done concept in college basketball will be the next powerhouse. If you yep. walk in and teach these student-athletes how to manage their money and how to get NIL deals, and I think uh, – I didn't watch all of it, but Dion was talking to Shannon Sharp, and he talked about NILs like, yep. I'm trying to teach these young men how to be professional so you yep. can walk into – you know, you know, a booster's home and get an NIL deal. Like the coach that embraces the NIL in the same manner that Calipari embraced the one and done mentality. Like Coach K was down there, Duke sticking his nose up at John Wall and Anthony Davis because they wanted to go. Not, I mean, not them specifically, but the one and done concept. He wanted people to stay three or four years 
and Duke never really caught up. Still, happening. I mean, they're 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 competitive, but that thinking set Duke back a couple of years. Meanwhile, John Calipari is building these super teams at Kentucky and, and contending for championships. And and on that Duke point, it was like at part of their brand, right? You want to be part of brotherhood and like mm-hmm. eventually you want to come in, learn, learn the system, come in, learn the system, play behind whatever eventual NBA players and then go on. Calipari said, hey, dog, you think I'm about to put Boogie Cousins on the fucking bench behind this white boy? Man, get the fuck, get this motherfucker out of Not this white boy. Dad, <laughs> that white man was minding his business. Yeah, like if he's like, man, you don't put this fucking, if you don't set my lineup with Boogie and John Wall and AD, man, fuck the, fuck what Christian Layton are talking about, man. And tell your parents to call me. Yo, dog, I would love to hear Coach Calipari on, on the phone with some of these players' parents who don't be getting no type of dick. Hey, man, my kid, my kid's good, too. Why you don't play him? Dog, John Wall's my point guard. Who the who fuck you is your kid? Who fuck your kid? Tell that little boy to transfer. What the fuck is you talking about? Tell him, tell him to transfer to yeah. Go hey, go go play at Santa Monica State. You're gonna get some tick there. Yeah, go gonna... go go transfer to Elac. Go be on last chance you <laughs> get out of my face. It's like yo, I I like that is a profound point. I completely agree. The coach that embraces the NIL deal is gonna basically just be like, listen, dog. You got to be here for two to three years for you to be draft eligible. In this time, come be a part of this program and watch how the guys who follow my my guidance on how to get this NIL deal, they get this NIL money. That way, whether you make it to the NFL or not, you're going to come away from leaving this school with a little bit of change in your pocket so you can do something with it. Yep. And Gator Day, I have to say, Ryan Day is a part of that convo. Not because of his coaching resume, but because of where he coaches. Big difference. I got. We'll find it. out Saturday night, guys. Y- yes, but we know about the brand. Yo, there are like a, there's like four or five, six college football schools. Their brand is bigger than their university. Their brand as a football program is yeah. bigger than them as a university. And I bet you we can name them. Let's go. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. Uh, I would put, and this is a little controversial, I would put them on the same, well, throw Clemson in there, um, Notre Dame, uh, I would say Michigan, I forgot Michigan, my bad, USC, um, Texas, even though they're not that good. I agree with you completely. They don't have to be good. They the brand of football has to be bigger than the university. So Oklahoma. And then I'm going to say UF. Florida? Like UF, FSU are kind of on the same for me. Like the when you think of FSU, what do you think of? You think of Bobby Bowden, and you think I of think Bobby Bowden. Yeah, okay, you're right. Florida and too. I would, and UF is on the outside looking in at eleven. Not Florida too, because they had they had the Urban Run, they had the Spurrier Run. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. And that's, that's and Anthony Richards is about to be a top ten pick or top fifteen. So yeah, I, I agree. And I would say my Oregon might be the University of Oregon. Yeah, I forgot Oregon. Oregon for sure. Outside of them, 11 schools, yo, dog, if you're not the head coach of any of those 11 schools, you cannot use your program as the selling point. You got to use the NIL as the selling point. And that's okay. And that is okay. okay. 
we, we live in the point we're, we're living in the era now. Listen, the NCAA had to fight back because they were losing too many athletes to the professional ranks or especially in basketball. You're losing too many athletes to the one and done. We can't comp- and we can't compete with the G League. Yeah. Gator J, no, not the University yeah, of Miami. Miami's Miami's watered down dog. No, 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 no. no that no, no, that no. that work has been stepped on. Yes. Listen, they they had a good generational run in the '90s, early 2000s, but that was that. Yeah, that. we ain't heard from them in 20 years. It's actually, yo, every year. That's another. That's one of the schools that I'm just like, yo, them and Nebraska and Texas, Wisconsin, for some reason. Like every year, I hear about them getting these good recruits and are they going to come back and so on and so forth. And every year they manage to not be good. And I'm just like, all right. Dogs like Texas A&M. Oh, A&M's another one. Another one. It's like, yeah, you get all these good recruits and nice facilities. Yo, what is Jimbo's buyout? (laughs) Did they fire Jimbo? They have not, but I wonder, I wonder what his buyout is. Too much. Oh my God. They gave him like a 10 year deal for like a hundred million, didn't they? Jeez. So listen to this. This is according. So he signed a new contract in 2021. His salary is nine million this year. His term, if they fire him January 1st, 2027, the buyout's 48 million. 2028, 39 million. 2029, 29 million. 2030, 19 million. Ski mask hall of fame. Is is it crazy that yo? This 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 is why I could not be. This is why I I couldn't be an athletic director because my punishment is, yo, you're that bad. You're gonna sit here and you're gonna stink up the joint until you decide you don't want to do this anymore. And I'm going to allow the media, the fans, as many people as they want, to throw dirt on your name until yep. you leave. That would oh. that would be me. I would not take up for you. I would. I would stick you out there to dry for as long as I can. I'm sorry, D. I missed a couple of years. If they fire him this year, 2022, $89.9 million. If they fire him next year, $76.8 million buyout. Jimbo's not getting fired for at least until 2027. At least 2027. Let's see. Yeah, and that is a thirty-nine point two million. He not getting fired till twenty twenty-nine when it's about twenty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Dog. Listen, some listen. Some days I just want to go back to Virginia Tech and ask if I can be a graduate assistant and just learn. I'll I'll, I'll study the tapes. Give me give me a few years to really learn how to be a football coach, bruh, bruh. You be you be you'll be forty years old, set for life. Set Fire me. Home. Get me get me out of here. What you gonna do, AD? Justin Fuente out here still getting paid after tearing and after destroying Virginia Tech's football program to fucking shreds. He's out here still getting paid. It's what nasty was his buyout? It's nasty business. What was his buyout? Shit. Let's look at it. Let's look at the Justin Fuente buyout. Which uh Fuente, let's go. Here we go. Justin Fuente buyout. Uh, 8.75 million. Mm. 8.75 million. Which we got now. Now we have about the the uh, also, I think about the school though. When you talk about some of these buyouts, think about in relation to the school 
8.75 million from Virginia Tech. Boy, you somebody hurting. Somebody around this bitch is hurting, and they upset about it too. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I haven't been to tech in a while, but I bet you the prices of things went up after that. <sighs> Somebody got to pay for that. Somebody got to pay for that. So, the boosters gonna have to pay for that. But uh, it's not. It's not cute at walking up to your boosters asking for eight point seven million dollars. So you can fire the coach you sold them on three years ago. Mm -hmm. Tough scene. Bam said they don't give black folks that type of money. Hey, Bam. Now. Oh, but then he said, except Mel Tucker, he fleeced Michigan State. What happened with Mel? He's not he's not still the coach at Michigan State? Yeah, when did he get fired? What? Let's see. Hold on now. Hold on now. No, he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Mel Tucker's new, no new buyout items. It's oh. What's Mel Tucker's buyout though? I'm intrigued. Let's see it. Let's see it. Uh, okay. What the hell? <laughs> the base salary is five point nine million. Dog, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. What has Mel Tucker? An annual payment of a hundred thousand paid from the school's deal with Nike and a four hundred thousand dollar retention bonus. Altogether, oh my god, fam. So, okay, so if the university chose to fire Tucker for cause, it will owe him his entire non performance related salary that means 9.5 million per year through the term of the contract. So, they Tucker, however, must make a reasonable effort to seek other employment. The salary from his new job, if he finds one, would be deducted from his amount that Michigan State owed him. Okay. Tucker currently has nine years left on his deal after this one. So if he is fired at the end of the season, extremely unlikely, he would be set to make up to $85.5 million over the next decade. Mm. Actively seek employment. Dog, I will go coach, be an assistant coach at UTSA. Get five hundred thousand dollars a year and chill. Mm. Listen, college football coaches, or maybe coaches in general, I see how y'all finessing. I see what y'all doing. All I'm gonna say is this: just know you can only take and take and take from these universities before they get one of you. And once one university figures out how to get one of you, just know it's carbon cut and paste. Every university is going to include that language. And they yeah. they just there the the universities, the, the college football landscape, they were just waiting on one university to get the buyout language right. The I'm not gonna pay you this money, and you're gonna sign this deal to know that when you fuck up and I fire you, you're not getting this money. And I guarantee you there will be some differences in the way people coach. Yes. D, let's talk about these quick hitters. What's your reaction to the game last night? Chargers, Colts. Nick Foles was trying to get people killed last night, though. <laughs> Nick Foles. Listen, why don't – listen, I know we talk about defenders and the way they be hitting. Mm -hmm. Pause. Why do we never talk about – and I, I want to shout out um, – I want to shout out – What's his name? What's his name? Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, a.k.a. White Jay-Z, 
He, he, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is put a picture of Jay-Z. And Drake. I've seen the picture. Them dudes, they look, listen, I know when, when Hove met Troy Aiken for the first time, he was, he said, yo, you do kind of look like the white version of me. Where are you yo, from? What, was, it the, was it the Spider-Man meme? Like they oh, saw yeah. each other in the room. They oh, was pointing yeah. at each other. Listen, but Troy Aikman said it best last last night. Yo, yes, we got to get better and get some of these hits out of the game. But Nick Foles is leading. You can't lead your receivers into some of these hits. And yeah. Peyton Manning used to do it a lot. Peyton Manning used to get Dallas Clark fucking. He, Peyton Manning took years of Dallas Clark's life. Nick Foles took maybe a year or two off my man life last night. And he got my man Derwin James suspended. Now, Derwin, when I saw that hit, <laughs> I, I said, yo, I said, Derwin, they about to eject you. But, boy, you just gave me the feeling of real <laughs> for a second. Because I saw that. I said, God damn. <laughs> I, said, I said, is that Sean Taylor? Listen, you know when you watch it, when you watch the NFL or a college football game and someone get a hit, you just be like, damn. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Damn, Derwin. Damn. I am proud to say I didn't watch a single snap of that game last night because I refused to watch this fighting Jeff Saturdays. I saw that hit on Twitter, and that's all I needed to see. Also, the NFL is so dirty because they keep putting the Colts in prime time, and I think it's for a reason. I think it's for like they mm, they want to make any business. I think. Listen, this is a far fetched theory, but I think the NFL. Especially the coaches, especially the coaches that work on these networks, highly petitioned for more nationally televised Colts games because they want to hang Jeff Saturday out to dry. No, and the, it, the the Monday night games are scheduled before the season the starts. Games. I'm talking about now, these Sunday night, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, they're doing that on purpose. These prime time, four twenty five afternoon games, they're doing this on purpose. Yes. That's Get them out the paint. Get the Colts out the paint forever. Speaking of the Colts, which division is worse, the NFC South or the AFC South? And which division champ do you think wins a playoff game? Ooh, okay. It's funny because remember when we were doing our uh, our breakdown, we might have covered both both South divisions in a day because we said, yo, these fucking divisions stink. And I think we when we were talking about it, we were like, mm-hmm. the AFC South is god awful. Like, I don't – like, yeah. Tennessee should – all Tennessee has to do is win all their division games, and they should win the division. Yep. Boy, were we wrong. We had the wrong South. That was the, the AFC South is bad. I agree. the The Jags, the Jags are up and coming. The Titans are literally falling apart. The Tex, the, the, the Texans are trying to tank without tanking. They are the hardest playing tanking team I've ever seen in my life. And who's the fucking other team in that division? The Colts. Ah. They're, the Colts just want the season to end. You look at the NFC South, and you're just like, yo, there's a lot of talent on each of these teams. There's talent on each of these teams. How is that all y'all are bad? All of them. Uh, all, like it's The NFC South is, is nasty. The NFC South reminds me of the 2011 NFC West, which was the year um, – no, was that 2011? No, that one, it might have been 2009. Was that the year the seven and nine Seahawks made it in? That was the beast quake year. That I I was looking at that division and said, this has to be the worst division, maybe ever. Well, <laughs> there was is... one year the NFC East led a seven and nine team in. Whoa. Okay. But but that's kind of the name of the NFC East. Y'all's always bad. Y'all Chill out. No, y'all are always mediocre. That's the problem. Y'all are always mediocre. So everyone always knows that. This division's always just going to be bleh. 
But y'all are always black collectively. So then we all we always know that whoever wins that division is going to be black. But they might give you a game for no reason. Listen, this is the first year where you now y'all got more competent teams. And now I'm like, all right, well. Only, only division in football where everyone has a Super Bowl ring and the only division where all four teams might go to the playoffs this year. Okay. But you were saying. Okay. I want to go back. See, stay right there because that first point you made, that sounds good to someone who, who, who does not know NFL history. Let's dive a little bit deeper to that Let's point. Let's go a little bit The deeper. only division that every team has a Super Bowl ring. Okay. Yes. Eagles last one five years ago. I'll give you that one. When was the last time the Giants won? Was 11 years ago? Yep. Okay. That was 2011. 20, yeah, that was 2011 because they beat the they beat the 2011. No, that's 2012. 2013. It, 20, it was like 2007, and then like 2011, 2012. Okay, so it's like 11 years since 11, 12 years since the Giants won. It's been over 25 to 30 years since the Commanders won, and yeah. it's been well over 25 years since the Cowboys won. So what we're saying here is, listen, y'all had y'all's glory days. And every so often, y'all put a really good team out there that looks like it's a championship contender, i.e. this year, i.e. 2017. But most of the time, that division is what it is. Ah, look at Bam. Bam says, <laughs> Bam says, I'm talking like the Packers don't beat up on the Vikings, Lions, and Bears almost every year. Yes. The NFC North is bad. But you know what? We're usually the kings of it. So you just always say, hey, if you can beat the Packers, you have a good chance in the NFC North, which is why the Vikings, Bears, and Lions, they built their teams and they game plan to beat the Packers. The Packers built their teams to beat the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and whatever other team in the NFC has a really good defensive line. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's 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 stick in the football. College football playoff this week. Your question, AFC South. I believe the Jaguars are going to win a playoff game. I am. I, I can get down with that. Dog. We'll talk about this in fantasy about Derrick Henry. Um, college football playoff kicks off this weekend. New Year's Eve is going to be an excellent night. We start off with TCU in Michigan, and then the eight o'clock game, UGA at Ohio State. Who you got? I mean, yeah, UGA versus Ohio State. Who you got? <sighs> okay. Been thinking about this one for the last week or so. I'm like. Really good. I'm sticking with my bandwagon. I think TCU is just going to be too much of a fast team for Michigan. So I'm going to go TCU over Michigan. But I think, excuse me, I think, guys, we're going to be in for an incredible game. These are two really good teams. Mm -hmm. um, Michigan is a lot better than I gave them credit for. I've walked back my sort of like how I had to end up doing with UGA last year. I just got to walk back my hate. Okay, cool. I think, but I still think TCU is just overall a. They're just too fast at every position. I think they're going to beat Michigan. Honestly, forty-four to forty-one. Okay. Uh, UGA and Ohio State. I woke up this morning saying I think UGA is going to win. I went to bed last night thinking Ohio State's got this one in the bag, and I'm right here at the moment where I'm going to say, until I see someone knock them off the top of the mountain. I'm going to go UGA, but it's going to be one of the ugliest 31-17 games ever. Like, this thing okay. is going to be – I think it's going to be 24-17 going into the fourth. CJ Stroud is going to throw a pick six, 31-17. It's just going to be – it's just going to be all she wrote. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be all she wrote. But 
31-17, I think it's going to – but I do think it's going to be a good game. Like, defensively, I think there's going to be a lot of good plays, man. I just think, again, until I see someone beat UGA and take them – knock them off the mountain, I got to go with it. And, bam, listen, he says, keep doubting Michigan. It helps us win. Yeah, but, you know, the one the, the one thing – it's one thing to just out-scheme and beat your rival in their house and just kick the doors in. It's another thing when a team is just fast at a lot of positions. Speed kills. You can't coach against it, and you can't coach it. You just got to pray to God that he drops it. All right, so UGA, yes, I'm, I'm with you. You've talked me into it. Let's go with TCU. If TCU can get up, I don't know if Michigan has the horses to get back into it. Like if they're – what's their quarterback's name, Bam? You know better than I do. Has there been a game this year where Michigan has had to rely on his arm to win? I remember watching one Michigan game, and he did a great uh, job. I would honestly say the Ohio State game. They yeah. They leave his arm, and boy, he he made him pay. Like he made he made him pay. Granted, it was, it was kind of like the same play, same player they were going to, but – you made him pay. I would try to get up big, and I would make McCarthy. Thank you, bad. Beat me with his arm. If he beats me with his arm, I can live with that. But they're not going to run the ball and play. They're not going to play the Seahawks offense on me. Like, I want to get up, use that speed. Let's get up two possessions, see how Michigan does with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's switch to basketball. NBA, you said it earlier. NBA is the king of Christmas. I 100% agree with that. I did not watch a single snap of football. Well, I did watch a little bit of football, but I watched a lot of basketball on Christmas Day. I watched Day. my Packers play, but I was switching between the Packers game and the Lakers game because for the first time, maybe the first time in my life, the Packers and the Lakers were both playing on Christmas Day, and I had to sit there and watch. It was a very interesting day, though. Um, what are your thoughts on the Christmas games? Do you think any team that won on Christmas – has a chance to build some momentum and make a run during the second half of the season? Um, hmm. I'm going to start with the defending champs and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that was a really, really big win. Uh, like, if you guys have been paying attention to the NBA, the Grizzlies have been hot. They are clearly one of the better teams in the West. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking with, with the Warriors, man, they got to get healthy. Obviously, they got to get Steph back. They got to get healthy and they got to figure out. They got to figure out what the hell they're going to do with these young bulls, right? They got a lot of young talent from the couple of down years that they had. And now they got to figure out, hey, which one of these young guys can actually contribute? And which one of these young guys do we need to maybe to see if they can <laughs> get us some draft capital? Um, and I see a lot of people, you know, throwing shade to James Wiseman. The dude's like 20 years old, man. He's got a, he's got a long career. He's yes. all right. The other team, um, surprisingly, I'm going to say the Dallas Mavericks. Oh. Um, they were they were getting schlonged up until the third quarter, and then magically they started hitting shots. But listen, when the Mavs are hitting shots like that, that's the that's the Dallas Mavericks that you need. You're hitting your threes. You're not doing that. You're feeding Luca. You, he's able to either dish it out the Woods or Dinwiddie. Other guys are contributing. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, the problem is most Mavericks games that I've watched, it's all looked the same. Yep. It's Luca, Luca, Luca. And then it, then he get on that bench, and boy, it is nasty, nasty, nasty when Luca leaves that game. And heaven forbid, if Luca is not making his shots on that game, whew, whew, it's ugly. Whew. 
It is ugly. So that's why I'm like, if the Mavs find a way to complete consistently like they did on Christmas Day, that's a good team. And I think they can make it back to the Western Conference Finals. I don't know about all that. Start, continue to start Christian Wood, Jason. I don't know when Christian Wood and Luke can drop 30 a night and be in good shape. For me, I'm with you. Say what? I think with that, it has to be a defensive thing. Offensively, you know what he I mean, he averages two blocks a game. Like his defense isn't so putrid that you can't start him and Luca. Like that two man game with Tim Hardaway in the corner, like that, that's that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's That's the game. That's what killed the Lakers. So I'm with you on that. Um, for me, I'm with you with the Warriors. Um, I like Clay, but sometimes he's really annoying. But I really enjoy watching Clay pop off against the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. There was just something real funny about him yelling in Dylan Brooks' face, oh, telling yeah. him boys to, to oh, shut yeah. yeah, like Clay. Clay was the old man at the wild, like, hey, young blood. <laughs> I'm still here. Is this not one of the most funniest developing robberies in the, in the NBA? Because it's like, Hey, yo, dog, <laughs> why are y'all beefing? Like, okay, it's one thing if, like, the Cavs and the Warriors are still beefing and LeBron was still trying to get it, get his get back against the Warriors. But it's like, yo, dog, Grizzlies, y'all are just up and coming, Warriors, y'all. But I love them. that, though. I, like I love that Jaws. I love that Jaws looking the champs in the eyes like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm going to come beat your ass in your house. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, like, I know people hate Jaws. I think he said to Malika Andrews, oh, I'm straight out West. I'm just worried. No, he said it twice. Him. He said to Malika, that was, a, that was him doubling down on it. He originally right. said, yo, I'm good on the West. And then Malika was like, hey, are you, can you want to, you want to re-clarify what you said here? She was like, she nah. gave him a back. He doubled the fuck down. I'm good. I love it. West. I love it. Even though they haven't won anything, I that's what that's what I want my superstar to say. I want my superstar to think, yo, I can beat anybody and I can make it to the finals every year. I love Ja. That's and his signature shoe. Nike after the Kyrie ones were the last shoe that Nike got right until the Jaws. Like the, I would prefer them to be a high top, but the Ja ones are a beautiful shoe. Yep. I will definitely be getting a pair to hoop in because you know, gotta keep the brand alive and well. But I'm with you, and I hope that the rest of the powerhouses in the Western Conference, I'm talking to you, Dallas, I'm talking to you, Phoenix, I'm talking to you, Denver, I'm talking to you, Portland, I'm talking to all you, I'm talking to you, Clippers. I hope y'all heard what the Grizzlies had to say and said, oh, okay. Yeah. Can I, Let's can see I about it then. Can I Let's interject for a second? Job won't talk to Luca. Luca owns Memphis. Luca has owned Memphis since he got in the league. Job won't talk to Luca. He know better than that. He know better. He can talk to Steph like that. You can't talk to Luca like that. Hey, they got to do it in the playoff series this year. That'd be the thing. If year to year, it'd be funny until like, hey, that shit sound good until we play as this year. And a regular. Okay, so let me ask you this. Some of these, because uh, you know, like in NFL rivalries, depending on who you are, you might play them once, twice, maybe three times a year, max. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, you can play them two times if they're out of conference, four to five times if they're in your conference. Then you may have a seven-game series with them. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the energy the same in the NBA with the beef? Like if the beef is beefing, how do you keep that energy the same? Ooh, I think that's a great question. I know like – like as someone who played football, someone talks trash to you. Like you said, you get them that one time and that's it. 
But I think as a basketball player, there's got to be something to dominating someone over and over. And because if I if you beat someone on a football field once or twice, you can say, oh, OK, that was luck. Yeah. Or it takes 11 people like you can kind of talk yourself out of it. But dog, it's five on five. And if I beat you, if you like if the Mavericks and the Memphis meet each other in the playoffs and the Mavericks win, like that means Luca's like, oh, I beat you five times in the regular season, and then I beat you four out of seven. Like, don't like I feel like that's just a more like don't you ever say anything to me. I beat you over five times this year. Like, you I, I would say, down. see, I agree with that. It's like the NBA, but I feel like at the same time though, it has to be a year to year thing in the NBA. Like, yeah, yeah, you did like. Yeah, you did this shit this year, but don't come talking about what y'all did in the playoffs last year to me, dog, because the thing about the old days is they the old, the old days. days. <laughs> they the old days. Oh, <laughs> good. A good Slim Charles quote, if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Um, D, the next two things are probably going to be the funniest things we talk about all night. So let's – we we you and you put these on the docket. When I saw these, I was very intrigued. So – we know Thanksgiving plates are a thing. People taking photos of the food they're eating on Thanksgiving, but people taking pictures of their Christmas plates. What the hell is that? What are we doing here? Listen, taking pictures of your low vibrate your low vibrational plates on Thanksgiving. Taking pictures of your busted ass, nasty looking, low vibrational food on Christmas, dog. What? This is not even one of those holidays where food is in the mix. Show me your gifts. Show me your fam. Like, why are you showing off your plate on Christmas, dog? I don't understand. And then, and then, some of y'all cooking. Some of y'all look like y'all just reheating Thanksgiving leftovers for yes. Christmas. And that's I the, that's the one. <laughs> some of y'all look like y'all are reheating leftover Thanksgiving food on Christmas. Please listen. Pictures on pictures of food is cool on Thanksgiving because that's what the holiday is low key about. I know we, we move past the slaughtering of the natives. That holiday now is all about food. So yes, please take pictures of your low vibrational, nasty ass looking food on Thanksgiving. On Christmas, honestly, someone should be calling the police on you if you do this. So I saw that over the holiday, and I was honestly like, now nah, some of y'all need to be in jail because one, jail. you definitely had this shit in your freezer since November 24th, and you just been waiting on the day to reheat it and unthaw it and bring it out. What is wrong with some of y'all? What is wrong with some of y'all? You know, it's funny you say that because at the beginning of the show, you and I talked about how every year I make prime rib for my family. This year, my mother said no because. She wanted to go eat Thanksgiving food with her sisters instead of eating prime rib. And now I understand what you're saying. It was so like I have I still haven't recovered from that disrespect. Yo, you've been feeling the way since it'd be like, yo, you my mother though. <laughs> like when I tell you, like that steak I made for my wife is one of the Five best years. cuts of meat I've ever made in my life. And I looked at her and I said, the whole family could have had some, but my mother said no. Enjoy your dry ass turkey, fam. Don't so, ask me for nothing else. So what I'm hearing is, is that I need to think of a, a cooking tradition on New Year's to really get. So the problem is, the last two years, I've been going on kind of some trips on New Year's. Mm -hmm. Maybe eventually I'm going to stop on the trips and cook. Or maybe on a trip, I cook. Yeah. So here's the trick about New Year's, because this year... I'm hosting New Year's at my house with my wife. Actually, I believe Bam is going to come through. I'm going to text yeah, him tomorrow with my address. 
you got to do something small because people are going to be eating throughout the night, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't have a big meal at 7 because people are going to stay up till 12, 1, 2. So, like, I'm making chicken wings. People are going to start coming in at 9. So, you have, like, little finger foods, like little chicken wings. Like, someone's bringing meatballs. So, people can slowly eat throughout the night instead of having one massive meal at, you know, 7.38. No, no, no. And it kind of offsets the booze, too, when you're drinking, right? So you're doing this drinking. You're steadily eating pizza or whatever. So I'm making chicken wings for my New Year's. Something, you know, some slight. You can get four or five, feel full, go take a couple shots, have another wing, have some meatballs. Like, you can kind of even – you can pace yourself throughout the night. How many wings? Do you you get the party wings or do you get the big kind of drumettes? Depends on what set. I prefer – the the whole wings have pause. I'm gonna say before have more meat in my opinion compared to the wings that are cut up to drums and flats, and those are usually more affordable. But since it's going to be such a big crowd, I'm probably gonna to go to Costco and just buy the big pack of party wings. Shout out party wings. cut up party wings fan, bro. I'm a big. I make party wings like for myself to eat. You know, season the chick, a thought of chicken, obviously. Clean it, season it, cook it. Then I take about half. I pour uh, pour sauce on it, whether it's buffalo sauce, could be Asian zing sauce, uh, boy, a little barbecue, a little ranch. Woo! Rap. Let me ask you a question because I trust your your palate, and then we'll we'll talk about your the funniest thing we'll talk about tonight. Um, bam! Shut up. Uh, and Gator J, I will smoke. Whoa, wings. whoa, bam! No, for everyone who is listening, whoa, bam! In the comments, just said Danny wants the most meat in his mouth for the best price. I need everyone to hear me when I say this, bam! I hope you are somewhere just saying nothing but pauses, nothing but pauses because whoa, and this your cousin, right? That's family. Bam! And he gonna walk into my house on Saturday night, eat my food, drink my liquor, nah, bam. sit on my sofa, watch That's the game wild. on my TV. Nah, bam. That's wild. Bam, I know you still mad about that first round pick you lost straight in Christian Kirk, but listen. Listen. Never again. <laughs> but back to my question before for bam ruined everything how does this sound for a wing flavor I'm, I'm trying to play with some flavors a hot honey lemon pepper Ooh. how does that sound brother fire fire all right Listen, i'm gonna play with it only the real wing heads or fellow georgians know about hot honey or a hot lemon pepper wings oh my goodness listen okay. Rick Ross made lemon pepper wings good or noticeable. But the first time I had hot lemon pepper, I said, now nah, Ross ain't got shit on this. Dog, that's like lemon pepper wet. Because lemon pepper wet is just clarified butter or hot sauce. Like, let's do lemon pepper sticky. Like, let's get some hot honey melted down. Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm going to give it a shot. All right, so you want me to talk about this, this, this last... This yes. is last bullet point on our docket. So people, for anyone who follows me on Instagram, maybe even Twitter. At Lowe's D-Mix. At Lowe's D-Mix, yes. You will notice that 
last night I came on Instagram and I made a video. It's not, I don't even make videos anymore very often, which is another topic of discussion because a lot of people hit me up saying they miss back when I used to be talking on yes. IG. They're not ready for that. They, and your and your your Twitch. You haven't twitched in a while. I know. Listen, I'm gonna buy a DJ. I'm gonna buy a DJ set, and I promise you, my new Twitch content will be me teaching myself how to DJ. Okay. I promise you guys, y'all, it's coming. But y'all would y'all y'all would have noticed that yesterday I started talking about things that I hate. And then when I say hate, I don't mean like like I want you to die that type of stuff. I'm talking about people, places, things, topic. That when the, they come up, I'm always taking the opposite side. So it started because I was on Instagram and I kept seeing the the same people posting fucking reposting these quotes as IG stories. And so I start coming up with my hate list and I start with that one. And as I keep going, it started off as two, three. And the more things I thought about, this bitch is currently at 69. 69 things. So let me give you all a few a few things that I hate that if you guys hear or think about these things, just know Losty Mix says the beef is up and is stuck with them until I take my very last breath. All right. Number one, fake deep quotes on IG being used as IG stories. I just want to reemphasize, y'all. Them quotes are dumb. They're generic and they are recycled from fortune cookies. You please, if you are getting any type of motivation or uplifting from one of these quotes, just know your life is sad, probably more oh sad than you God. think it is. And you need to go outside and get a hug and sniff grass. Number two, the 2015 Arizona Cardinals. I, I ooh. Okay. Um, you have a lot of random of sports team on there. Pictures of Thanksgiving food is actually on here because as, even though I just said this is a holiday for people to take pictures of their food, most of y'all's food looks nasty. And, you should and it's the same food. I'm with you. It's the same plate. It is the same plate. Any movie Jordan Peele is credited to. Wow. I saw that right? one. So what's what's wrong with the Jordan Peele movies? Fam, he is a thief. He is a liar. He's not talented. He has oh, been wow. doing nothing but taking these like uh, some of our most iconic songs, putting a little reverb, flipping them, putting them on a bum ass fucking trailer that gets all the black people reeled in. Then when you go and see the movie, it ain't nothing but some bullshit that they filmed in one corner of a fucking, uh, uh, one one corner of the desert so he could save money. And fam, he's oh, not wow. talented. All his movies have been bad. And Key and Peele is nothing but a Chappelle show ripoff. Okay. Ooh, fuck out of here. White hip hop heads, I can't stand y'all. People who say you act like such a insert your astrology sign, you yes. should go to hell too. Vegans, I got beef with y'all. Nike socks with Adidas shoes. Listen, as I typed it, I wanted to call the police. Um, a few sports teams, I just want to make sure y'all know the beef is real. 2016 Atlanta Falcons, 2009 Arizona Cardinals, 2014 Seattle Seahawks, 2020 Tampa Bay Bucks, 2021 San Francisco 49ers, 2013 San Francisco 49ers. What do all these teams have in common, Danny? They all beat the Packers in the playoffs at yeah. a chance where I thought all of those Packers teams had a chance to win the Super Bowl. 2014 Dallas Cowboys. I had to make that distinction because this team didn't beat the Packers in the playoffs. This just didn't catch that shit. Um, Pinky after 2010. Guys, her videos were washed and those back shots sound like cars being washed <laughs> out of car wash. <laughs> Yo. That that's the clip that's on Instagram. That is the clip. That is the bite. 
when you edit these videos, nah, dog. That listen, is the bite. Listen, listen. It was like 2013. I was like, yo, Pinky, fam, your back shots sound like a car getting started. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh my gosh okay what else is on here Woo. the splitting bills finance twitter conversation we have to let these go people listen either split the fucking bills or one person pay for the fucking bills it don't matter eminem if you know me you know i it's i don't like rudy gobert i'm still not over you ruining the nba Social media couples, y'all are terrible. Who else is on here? Oh my gosh, here's a good one. Folks who say white people are invited to the cookout. No, they're not. No, they're, if you're not a family friend and you're a Caucasian, don't come to the cookout unless you are invited. Can we, can we go back to the car starting? <laughs> nah, nah, listen. And that was just 2013. By the time 2016 came around, then Pinky Backshot sounded like <laughs> 1992 Ultima. <laughs> Dog, I'm so glad she found some other talent and she got a whole network now. Because I was like, son, this... Listen, wait, 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 wait. A network? Yeah, she got a network now, dog. Listen, What kind of network? Like I, a BET? Listen, it's like when Peyton Manning after, after listen, Pinky, Pinky in 2021 is like 20, 20, 20 uh, what year was that? 2015 Denver Broncos and she's Peyton Manning. Like the, the talent around her is spectacular. Some of the, some of the work she'd be working in nowadays, I'd be like, oh, that's a nice piece of, you know what? But God. When Pinky's in the scene herself, it's literally like Peyton Manning in that final Super Bowl with the noodle arm. Like, dog, you can't get it 10 to 15. You need to retire. And Pinky's network is her version of Omaha Productions. Like, this, you take this and you do something with it. Who else on this list? Child support. Yo, I've always thought child support was one of the worst creations of mankind. Why right. should I have... Listen. Listen. I want everyone to know, and I'm looking at the camera when I say this. Okay. If you ever hear about Darius or Los D-Mix having a baby, I'm going to take care of that baby. And if you ever hear of Los D-Mix on child support, just know he's not in this country anymore. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave the United States of America long before I pay a dime in child support. Ever. Why not? You help make the baby. You got to help take okay. care of it. Why am I paying? Why? Yeah, I'll take care of it for free. It's my baby. I'm not going to pay the woman to take care of my baby. What are you okay. talking about? So you're if saying you, you wanted... don't believe in child support because you believe in being an active father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you motherfucking right. Yeah. And if me and the shorty don't work out and she put me on child support, I'm going, I'm, I'm moving to Ghana. I'm moving to Africa and I'm never paying a dime of child support. So that, I'm not going to finish the rest of that sentence. Listen, okay. uh, K-pop. I think this is the worst genre of music ever and a racist. Uh, Jada Pickett Smith. I just think it's about time we stop putting the mic in front of her. That's all. Um, people who send voice memos instead of text. There's a special place in hell for you. Because why don't you just wait until you're free enough to type to let me know whatever you have to say. 
Or you can just ask Siri to type, you know, to or or that because there is speak to text now. Yes. Um, Mike Vick cousin, you were supposed to take that charge, big dog. Dog, one of the greatest, you greatest, take- greatest mishandles of justice ever. Take the you charge, were supposed dog. to take that, fam. Come on now, because he was supposed to take that charge, big Vic. Big Vic, my bad, OG. I'm going to take this charge. Please go make this NFL money when I'm out. Just make sure I'm up, too. He had just signed two $100 million contracts. Take the fall. Take easily. Steve Irwin's killer stingray. When I see (laughs) you, you bitch-ass motherfucker, it's over for you. You lucky I don't... mm. Who else? Uh, Mia Khalifa. Listen, Mia, we get it. We get your history, and we get that you were shunned because of some of your actions. But at the end of that, that still doesn't make any of the movies that you ever made ever actually good. Them shits was mad mid. You actually probably should have stayed in your original. You know what? What? Okay, Justin Fuente. If I'm a Virginia Tech fan, so you should know. Helicopters. I'm a Lakers fan. You should okay. know. Tupac and Juice. This dude was bugging. Yep. Why was you about to shoot in an elevator? No. Why did you shoot in the elevator? And how did wow. no one get hit in that elevator when you shot? Low-key, one of the funniest movies on earth. Shit made no sense. Jesse Smollett. Listen. Jesse, not only did you embarrass and waste everyone's time, but you had people out here saying if you were a straight black man and you are quiet on the Jesse Smollett thing, you are nothing worse than an active uh, a part of this problem against violence of black men. That's what they said to us. Because we didn't believe that my man got jumped outside of a fucking subway. You know what's funny about that? I remember watching Inside the NBA and Charles Barkley was like, that's a lie. First thing out of Charles' mouth was... <laughs> That's a lot. Is Jesse, if you're gonna commit crimes, don't commit them with crimes chat. with chat. Yeah. 2018 Duke's uh men's basketball team. Y'all should not have beaten us that year in the Sweet 16. Let me just let it be known. 2018 NBA Finals, game one, J.R. Smith and George Hill. Not many people forget. I mean, not many people remember that yes, J.R. Smith forgot the score, but George Hill forgot the forgot to hit his free throws and wasted. Literally, a top 10 LeBron James game in his career. Um, whoever gave that, uh, whoever gave T Swift that award over Beyonce, you know which one I'm talking about, too. Yep. Subsequently, whoever turned off Kanye's mic on stage with T Swift, I got beef for you because let him finish his sentence. He won't tell him a single lie. TikTok, I can't stand you. TikTok videos of voiceovers, can't stand you. Choreograph dances on TikTok. Fucking hate um, Here's a here's these these are my I'm gonna say two more and this is be it. One, James Cameron and the Avatar movie series. Guys, why does nobody else see this movie series is racist? And it is nothing more than white people telling their colonizing ass story in a whole different way. That people. These are blue Africans. They're blue Africans. They blue talk to Africans. trees. They talk to trees. And they talk to trees. <laughs> blue Africans talk to trees, and the white man trying to take them over. And one of them, all right. Let me just just know 
if you out here think that new Avatar movie is good, you're you're part of the problem. And I know your ancestors shooting, were doing some shooting bows and arrows and talking in a native tongue. Keep going, dude. <laughs> and, and and there are folks out here who do not see how that could possibly be racist or have some racial undertones. And they say we're we're the ones making it too racy. Like yo, dog, y'all just don't see it. It's it's okay. Last one I'm gonna say. And you have, and you just gotta, you gotta know as a black person on this one, Alicia Keys as a waiter in the "You Don't Know My Name" music video. So it's Does funny you say that. Remember what the fuck she told that man to order? That has been a conversation in my house for the past week. My wife and I heard that song on our trip. We heard it three times, and we heard it again yesterday in the car because we were using Spotify. Dog. We talked. Actually, we talked about it today. Like, can you imagine calling a dude? And talk about how he ordered fish and hot chocolate. <laughs> what? This and then was trying to and then was trying to make it sound sexy. Yeah, I see you. You know, I know what you like. And that hot chocolate and fish, yeah. right? Whoa! And my my, my manager, my manager say, "Use hot water," but I use the milk for you. What? Whoa! Like, yo. So what you're telling me is that you're a criminal and you do not care about this man's stomach at all. He's going to be shitting. Well, he don't him. care about his stomach. He eating fish and hot chocolate. Yeah, clearly. Gator says she she does D like much. Uh yeah, no, I like plenty of things, just not the 69 sons of bitches on this fucking list. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Danny, let's finish this off with some fantasy playoff talk and let's get up out of here. So yeah. um all right. Well, uh, I mean, we have our I mean it's the fantasy playoffs. It's the playoffs. And at this part. point in the season, it's I mean, we can only talk about the playoffs. So I'm gonna start, I'm, I'm gonna start off with my playoff update. And then I'm gonna let you talk because I know you actually beat me in the playoffs. So I wanna let I wanna give you the floor. So uh, I came into this came into this fantasy season, or I came to this fantasy season with five five fantasy teams. And my goal at the beginning of the season was to get five teams to the playoffs. I succeeded. First week, one of my teams got hurt. I mean, one of my teams, which it was my work league. It was that team which just beat up to hell. I had Cooper Cup, Lamar Jackson. Oof. Uh, like it was it was beat up. And I didn't really have a lot of running back depth. So when Damian Pierce got hurt, it was it was, it was, was pretty much right. over for that team. So I went into this last week, uh, and I made the semis in my four money leagues, the two leagues I commissioned, and then my two outside leagues that I'm also a part of. I came into this week, and we were talking about this before. I came into this week saying I can put four teams into the playoff or into the championship game. And it wasn't until I actually, until games kind of got kicked off over the weekend that I quickly realized, yeah, no, getting four teams into the playoffs, whew, who the fuck do I think I am? I, I, I am not him. At the end of the day, I lost in, my, in the two leagues that I commissioned, but the silver lining is I won in my two most expensive fantasy leagues. So this upcoming week, I have a chance to play for, I'm playing for 900 and uh, 900 and 700. So that's what 1.6. So I have a chance to come back with 1.6 next week. Or if I, if I was to lose both games, I come back home with $300. So either way, next time you see me, I'm going to be a little bit more richer. So when I think about it, I honestly think no matter what the outcome is this weekend for me, I can look back on this fantasy season and say this fantasy season was a really big success for me. And I think 
I think if I win these two leagues, my focus next year completely shifts. Because these two leagues that I'm making the finals for, that I made the finals for, they're my two most expensive leagues. So I want to win them. If that succeeds next year, my focus totally shifts to I have to I have to win in one of my leagues because I got to show who's the king. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but hey, in the dynasty league, in the in the redraft league, there was just nothing. That was the best lineup I could have put out there, and it still wasn't enough. In the dynasty league. Listen, I don't care what no one says. No one in America, not many people out here really started Dante Foreman this week after last week's performance. So if, if that's how I lose, that's how I lose. Um, this year, hold on, I have to clear my throat. I'm going to go on mute for a second. All right, we're back. So I was in four fantasy leagues this year, and I'm in the championship round in three of them. Uh, the fourth one, I am fighting for seventh place. I really didn't pay attention to that league. There's no money in that league. That was for fun. So you made the league in your money leagues. You made the championship game in your money leagues. Yes. Uh, well, one league we all we're all playing for charity. So the winner gets the the money goes to the charity of that person's choice. So that that's cool. But I'm still in the championship round. I've been dominating in our league all year, the redraft league, and then this other league is a redraft league. I've been dominating in both. And then in our dynasty league, I barely got in the playoffs. I was the last person in, and all of a sudden my team has remembered their potential, and now I find myself in the finals. It is over the course of two weeks. The person I'm playing has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I don't think I have a shot at winning that, but I will say, like you, second place in the dynasty league gets $200, right? There's 100 It's two. And then oh, second place, it's, uh, it's no, it's one hundred. You're right. Yeah, it's a hundred. league. Yeah, so I'm going to be three hundred dollars richer the next time you see me as well. Hey, hey, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I will say, and I'll ask the the league this because in the in the redraft league, I had Jalen Hurts. Hurts is hurt. He won't play Saturday. I mean, this week. Last week I had Jared Goff. I'm kind of struggling between Golf. Minshew and who is my third quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. I'm really struggling between those three. Trevor's playing Houston. Houston's been playing well. Gartner's playing the Saints. Have a good feeling about that. But the Lions are at home and the Lions offense at home has just been magnificent. Last week, Jared Goff threw three touchdowns. He he kept toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, and that's all I needed. So those are the three I'm struggling with, and I'm struggling with Derrick Henry because he is questionable. I don't think he's going to play. So now for my flex, I have Wait, to pick. Derrick, Derrick Henry got hurt last week. Yeah, Derrick Henry is questionable for Thursday against Dallas, and that game against Dallas really doesn't matter. The only game that matters for Tennessee is next week against Jacksonville. So the thought is, you rest Derrick Henry, get him ready for Jacksonville for the AFC South in your playoff oh spot. God. So that leaves me in a bit of a pickle. If yeah. he's Wait, can out, I pause real, can I just pause? Yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just got to get this thought off real quick. You're good. Yo, now I am equal. I am. I'm even ten times less upset that I did not make our our dynasty league final. Fam, could you imagine if I had to put my team out there for a two week championship playoff, and one of those weeks Derrick Henry didn't play nope. against who? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna get slaughtered in dynasty, but I have the ninth pick overall. You are fighting for sixth place, correct, or seventh? Who, me? Yeah. In what league? 
in re- in dynasty because I got your first round pick, then I got Bam's first round pick. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be yeah I'm gonna be a top six uh, I'm gonna be a, a back six pick. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna have pick. a I'm gonna have a top five pick and then two in the later round. So for <clears throat> excuse me for redraft, I'm struggling between Garrett Wilson's going to since Mike White is back. Garrett Wilson's going to jump to my receiver slot. I'm having a problem with my flex. I got George Pickens, Debo Samuel is questionable, Jerry Judy. Gabe Davis and Alan Lazard. I want to go with Pickens if Debo wasn't healthy. But Debo's playing the Raiders. And who your other receive your, your receivers are AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson. And you don't want to put, well, Mike White's back for the Jets. So I yes, Mike White is back for the Jets. And you're talking about your flex. I'm talking about my flex. Because you're you're thinking you're gonna to have to move Nick Chubb. To RB two with Josh Jacobs with Derrick Henry out, and now you're trying yeah. to. But if Derrick Henry is healthy, like Dallas is good at stopping the run. But that's Derrick Henry now. That's true. So I so if Derrick Henry goes, I will put Derrick Henry in the flex, and my starting running backs will be Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But if Derrick Henry sits, I'm thinking about putting George Pickens in because they're playing the Ravens, and the Ravens they are not good at stopping the pass. But are the Steelers good at passing the football? I mean, it's either it's between Pickens, Debo, or Jerry Judy. One of those three. Derry, Los D Mix says Debo Samuel. Los D Mix says don't even get cute with it. Don't don't get cute with it because my dog. This is outside of the dynasty league. This is a one week one week game. Yeah, but if but if Debo Debo's questionable. Like if Debo doesn't play, it's between George Pickens, Jerry Judy. Alan Lazard and Gabe Davis. Alan Lazard or George Pickens. And I would honestly say there's a chance Christian Watson might or might not play. So you got to think if Christian Watson's out, then you know. Then it's definitely Lazard. There we go. And that was it. Yeah. So so this beg this begs a question, right? And we can end we can end the, the pod after this. So we're both in multiple leagues. Is it more impressive? to win one league if you're in four to five or is it more impressive if you if you're in multiple leagues and take all your teams into the playoffs i think it's the time i've done this that i've taken four or five teams all into the playoffs which lets me know i can draft well yes and if i draft well then i feel like i'm always in position to make money I agree. I think taking more because anyone can catch fire once and win a league, right? Like that's what's happening to me. Like I could win in theory, I could win our dynasty league as a six seed and it's pure me catching lightning in a bottle. But being, the fact that I can look at three of my four teams and they're all playing for championships this weekend, I'm more proud of that. And like I said, if I lose Absolutely. all three, I'm walking away with $300. Yeah. That's a nice pair I- of L.O. Bean boots. I'm saying the same thing. I'm looking at it, I'm like, yo, okay, if you take out the work league, because the work league is the, you know, the work league. I put four teams had a chance of mine to go to the next round, and two did, and it was my two most expensive leagues. So, listen, you can't really be mad. Nope. Because, look, the team that I have in my second most expensive league was, like, half of the team I played 
in my most expensive league. Dog, do you know what it's like when you got when you have Travis Kelsey and Jalen Waddle on your team, and now you got to watch as they help help a team and hurt a team of yours? It's oh, a terrible man. feeling, man. It's a terrible feeling. I'm over here like, yo, Kelsey, it's, it's okay. You caught it. Good. You get out, please. Like, nah, you good. Stop it. But let me tell you this: if Jalen plays on Sunday, he's questionable right now. If he plays on Sunday and redraft, it's a wrap. Like that's the like that's the only thing that is keeping this close between me and the guy in the championship round in our redraft league. Because if well, Jalen yeah. plays, Josh Allen and Austin Austin Eckler. Yeah, but if Jalen plays, this is the Saints dog. I'm gonna walk him, and it's gonna be pretty easy. On a fantasy note, I one of these days we're gonna be honest about Austin Eckler. That's all I'm gonna say. It's all I'm gonna say. Not today, though. One of these days we're gonna be honest about Austin Eckler, guys. I don't know the the guy I'm playing. I didn't realize how good he has a really good squad too. Yeah, he no. Fi- he finally got some depth. I know his issue was depth, but he finally got some depth. Yo, I as a commissioner. Because you know why his team looks the way he, it did? Because the people in our redraft league looked at looked at uh, they didn't draft well because they had their quote unquote strategies and it was some bullshit. Yes, it was like bullshit. And people don't realize when I, this is what I kind of want to tell people going to the draft next year. And tell me if this is crazy. Next year I'm going to say this: if you have a draft strategy, that's cool. But I always take the best available player there and don't get fucking cute with it because that's how insert name here won the championship last year because y'all got too cute drafting instead of just taking the best player available. Hey, man, that's what happened in that third league. I'm in the championship. Everyone was drafting. You know, one guy's a Chiefs fan. He got all the Chiefs. One guy's a Cowboys fan. He drafting everybody from Cowboys. All right, man. Let me build up. The, like, I'm 11 and three in that league. And I've been smoking. The guy I'm playing in the championship, he actually had a good draft strategy, and he's going to be some rough competition. But everybody else, yeah. I've been I've been beating like, the piss out of them all year. Like I just like, and that was something that really I didn't want to say it in the redraft league, but I look back on it, it's like the two teams at the bottom. They both came into it saying they had draft strategies, and both of them were god awful. And yes. you think, and I think about it, they were uh, one and nine on the draft board. You know, you may have been nine. One of them might have been eight. Yeah, I was, I was, I was towards. So they were one and eight, which means that if both of them took the best available player when they were, then the league, the league just looks different. Like, yeah, I shook it up when I took Justin Jefferson at three over Austin Eckler, but guys, I watch enough football to know Austin Eckler is a volume junkie. That's all it is. He is a fam. Ninety something catches, half of them. Half of over half of them barely go for over 10 yards. Uh, just uh, he's just a volume junkie, which is cool for playoffs. But now on my fantasy team, I want dogs. I want dogs. Oh, you need now you now you sound like um Matt Rule. Nah, nah, because <laughs> no, all my players they know I embrace the NIL. My, my, they know I, I embrace it. I, I embrace it. But hey, man, good luck to good luck to you in, in in both of these leagues this week, and well, I guess all three. We'll see. I'm just hoping next week I come back sixteen hundred dollars a little bit richer. So, well, I think for us, Dynasty is seven, right? No, Dynasty is Dynasty um, is seven. Redraft um, is six. Five. 
five. So you might come back what twelve? Well, Dynasty's two weeks, so we won't know next week. Yeah, but we might. If you get drugged, I'm gonna be like, yeah. If you get drugged, I'm gonna be like, it's good to know. Yo, also, listen. If you're in my Dynasty league, if you haven't picked up by now, let me just go ahead and say that championship game is staying two weeks, and it ain't changing. Don't expect the vote. Don't expect the conversation on it. Okay, so that's dead. Fam, I'm I'm exercising my commissioner executive power to let y'all know. Now, I will say, if we want to have a conversation about roster formats, we can do that. Oh, like a super flex? Nah, nah, because fam. Actually, no, because we already got 11 people out there. What the fuck? Are, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We I put 11 people. We, yeah, we put 11 people out there, so I don't know. Scoring, maybe? If people have any ideas on scoring... I want more. Uh, I want. I want trade deadline. Uh, the, the trade. The current trade deadline is like week fourteen or something, ain't it? Week twelve. Week fourteen. I've said some things that you can still perform trades right now, which is kind of wild. Like I, I, I don't. I think there needs to be a trade deadline because that's fun. Yeah. Like there were there was something to be said about me trying to pry some stars away. Like that was fun. So I, I kind of like that. There's a deadline. I like. I like it too. I don't like two QBs, fam. I'm not look, someone's not gonna put Aaron Rodgers and no, someone's not gonna put Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence on the same team and be a fucking problem. No, 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 no. Go out here and find some skill position. No. If they only put one QB on any regular football team, we're only gonna put one QB on any fantasy team. No, 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 no. Okay. And and someone I already know someone's gonna send like three or four first round try to send me three or four first round picks for Lamar Jackson so they can do some shit like have Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson the same team and think I'm about to let that shit fly in my league. No. 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 Danny, let the people know where they can find us and how they can speak to us, man. So, again, as we wrap up the year, if you have any questions, send us an email at speakonitpod14 at gmail.com. You can shoot us a tweet, speakonit underscore pod. You can DM us on IG. Speak on it underscore speak on it underscore pod as well. You can find me on the bird app at Danny Ocean 41. Uh hope you have a happy and safe new year. Do you got any resolutions for the new year? Um whoa, Bam says IDP is overrated. I'm gonna let you know right now, Bam. IDP, I guarantee you, has won you at least one or two games. Your ID, well, if you drafted good IDP players, yeah, because my my whatever. The people, before I get out of here, uh, my my New Year's resolution is to continue stunting on some of you bitch ass punk ass motherfuckers out here. There we go. And another one of my resolutions is to continue to be an incredible, uh, continue to grow as a man, as a as a as a as a as a boyfriend. Um, and I, I'm hoping that by this time uh, next year, I will be really. Saving away a lot of money to put my first down deposit on a house in twenty in like mid twenty twenty four, you know, because I'm hoping to. I'm actually trying to. I'm thinking about looking to um, rent a house next year. Trying to move out of my current apartment and rent a house. I'm ready. I'm just ready for the house living, dog. I'm at that age. I'm about to be. I turn twenty seven next year. So crazy. I turn thirty four next year. You're only seven years older than me. That's a lot. Gotta be because clearly in those seven years, your hair just said no. Nah, All right, y'all. 
<laughs> sorry. Look, I got to Listen, you're not going to beat me and think I'm going not going to get at least one joke in. Nah, I'm, I'm going to defend Yo. my honor. Uh, Thank one you. more thing I want to remind people. This is Danny and I's last pod of 2022. Yes. Uh, and this this will uh, – you will not see us for another, what, two weeks? I uh, think so. I think right? so too. We're taking the – we're not potting the first week uh, of 2022. So we'll be back for the second week of 2022. Yep. We'll be back um, January 14th. My yes. sister's my sister's birthday. No, the fourteenth is a Saturday. You mean the tenth? Yeah, the tenth. I'm sorry, I'm looking. Uh, February. Yes, yes. We'll be back January tenth. We are off next week, which I'm gonna need because I go back to work for the first time in two weeks next Tuesday. Oh, so. that's why we're taking off. That's that's why we're taking off because both of us are gonna be back to work. And listen, after a long vacation, I'm listen that Monday. Well, I don't have work that Monday. So that Tuesday, I'm just gonna be like, I don't want to be here. First time someone asked me to do something, I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> Yo, y'all have a blessed new year. Thank you all for another great year of shows. Thank we'll you, guys. We hope to do more in 2023. Yeah. Um, Continue. Yeah. We can't really, we, we're, I mean, we're trying to grow the, the brand, try to grow the audience. So really appreciate you guys kind of really sticking through us and growing with us this year. And um, yeah. hey, let's let's continue to grow and make sure you guys speak to us. That's uh, uh, that is the pod resolution for next year. Get more yes. people to speak to us. We're definitely going to try to have more guests next year. Um, definitely love when guests come on. So if you get a DM from myself or Danny, just know we might be looking to just bring you on and see what see what it's talking about. Um, I think next time we be here, I, 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 I got a few speak on it questions that came in that I'm like, this Perfect. is what are we riding out to? Last song oh, of the year. What is oh, it? Oh, man. Oh, man. Last song of the year. What do I want to go to? I'm going to go to my replay 2022. Okay. Um, okay. I got something for us. I got something for us. Yo. Okay. I'm going to say this. Apple says that my third most played song this year, listen to this, is I Hear a Symphony by The Supremes. Oh, let that ride. Let that ride. Much love, everyone. Peace.